So this is the final week of our summer playlist series. And what we've talked about each week is from Psalms and Proverbs, uh, because a lot of times they kind of get forgotten or they get lumped in with something else. In Bible reading plans, it's always Old Testament, New Testament, and then Psalms or Proverbs. Uh, but, but they're so good and they have so much wisdom. And as we've talked about with Psalms, it's David talking to God, basically, like his prayer journal. It's him just saying, God, I'm scared. God, I'm sad. God, I'm happy. God, what's going on? And then Proverbs is a bunch of wisdom, uh, uh, basically like Christian fortune cookies, essentially, but it's really good stuff, and it's important. It's it's good to know. Now, summer playlists, how this ties in is, especially in the summer, but at all times, uh, most people will listen to music. Like, you'll have a special playlist that you really want to hear, and you use it to drown out mom and dad. You use it to drown out coaches. You use it to drown out teachers. You also use it to relax, to have fun, to to swim, to play video games, like to, to get hyped for the gym or for sports. Uh, like, you have all of these special songs that mean something to you. Um, we've had, like, the title each week is been a song that means something to me. Carry on my wayward son. It's part of Supernatural, which is something that's very important to me, uh, not just as a TV show, but just as something that has really helped me to to learn how to deal with depression and things like that, because one of the people on that deals with that. And so Carry on my wayward son very much ties into that for me. And so that's important. From now on, I really love musicals and I really love the movie the Greatest Showman. I think Hugh Jackman is amazing. I think Zac Efron is amazing. And so it's it was a really good movie. I loved it. And the song is about going forward, I'm going to do better. And to me, that's kind of what we should all do with life. Like going forward, do better. Even if you've had a great life so far, even if you've been the best possible version of you that you can be, going forward, you can do better. And so that's why those matter. Uh, this week, the, the title is In the End. And this is one of my first favorite songs back at Lincoln Park when they were good. Uh, unfortunately, Chester is gone, which is sad, and that kind of goes into depression too. But In the End was my favorite song for a very long time. Now, in the song, it talks about in the end it doesn't even matter. Uh, it's not the meaning of that that means something to me. It's the fact that people feel that way. And when they feel that way, what do you do? Like, Do you just kind of let it go? And it's like, man, nothing even matters. Nothing's going to matter. What I do doesn't matter. Everyone feels that at some point. But what do you do with those feelings when you feel it? Do you talk to people about it? Do you share it? Do you pray about it? Or do you just hold it in and be like, whatever, tomorrow's the next day? So we are going to talk this week about David and a psalm that he wrote when he was kind of feeling like that. This is Psalm 13. Oh Lord, how long will you forget me forever? How long will I look the other way? Or will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul and sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? So basically what David is saying here is, God, how long is my life going to suck? Like, you are not giving me anything that I've asked for. I've been praying to you, and I've been talking to you, and I've been asking for help, and I'm not feeling any better. I've been asking for help on the test, and I still failed. I've been asking for help with my friends, and they're still not talking to me. I've been asking for help with a relationship, and it's still bad. What is going on, God? Like, I can't get it. Uh, and so he's talking about that. But here is the key, because he's not just complaining. He's not just saying, oh, man, mom and dad did this. Uh, he's not just saying, oh, man, did you hear what, what Shelly over there did? There's not Shelly in this room. Uh, what, what he's, like, he's not like, hey, let me talk behind this person's back. He's going to God. He's going to God, and he's saying, God, what's going on? Because when you have doubts, it's good to go to the source. Now, I'm going to say this. It is good to question God. I don't mean that in terms of, like, disrespect. I don't mean in terms of anything negative. What I mean is when you have questions about your life, when you have questions about your faith, when you have questions about God, that means you're normal. That's good. But don't just hold those questions. Don't ask people that aren't Christians those questions. Talk to other Christians, but most of all, talk to God and say, God, what is going on with my life? And I would like to say that all of the time he will immediately answer in a way that you'll understand. But 
Sometimes he will. Sometimes he will send someone uh, who comes in and says something You're like, wow, there have been several times in my life where I have had a sermon prepared for a Sunday. A and then like in Tri-County, we had Sunday morning and Sunday night. And so like I'd preach something. And then that night, the pastor would preach something very similar. And it's like, wow, this is actually something because we didn't talk before. Uh, you'll find things like that. You're thinking something. And all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, a song comes on the radio and you're like, oh, man, that's crazy. Now, I'm not saying God's going into your radio and changing it, but I'm saying he talks to you through different ways. He talks to you through people. He talks to you through the Bible. Just because the Bible's really old doesn't mean that when you open it, you won't see something that, that affects you today. In fact, you will. And that's why Psalms and Proverbs especially are so important. Because as David wrote Psalms, he's going through life. Like he starts out as a kid, then he's a teen, then he's a man, then he's a, a king. Most of you won't do that, but still. Uh, he goes through his life and he talks to God, so you see each stage. And Proverbs, it's all of this stuff that you can remember. It's easy to be like, oh, I shouldn't be foolish. Oh, I shouldn't be a jerk. Like, all of these things are good. A and so that is what he is saying here. He is saying, man, I've got problems, but since I have problems, I'm going to ask God. I, don't, I question what God is doing in my life, so I'm going to ask him about it. He's writing this down, and he's singing it, praying it to God. It is a lot of times we are made to feel like just when we have doubts or when we have questions or when we're worried about something that you're not a good enough Christian or you don't have enough faith. And, and, and when you pray, there is always an answer. I can promise that. Sometimes it's yes, and we love that. That's the best one. Because when you ask for something and God's like, yeah, that's it, then we get it, and it's good. Everybody's happy. Sometimes it's no, and that sucks, but at least you know. So like, if you're like, hey, God, I would really like uh, my bicycle to turn into a Lamborghini, and, and he's like, sorry, then you know at least. You're not waking up every day, running out to your bicycle and checking it, and then like turning around three times and checking again. You're, you're not doing all this crazy stuff. You're like, okay. It's never going to be anything other than a bicycle. Sometimes, though, and this is the hard one, and this is where David is now, it's wait. So that's still an answer, but it's like wait. Wait and see. Something better will come along. Wait and see. You're not ready for it yet. And so David is simply saying, man, I've been waiting. When is the answer going to come? He's not being disrespectful. He's not being a jerk. But he's asking him straight up. He's being legit with him. If you have a problem with a friend, and I'm talking a best friend, somebody that you can share everything with, someone that you share your life with, someone that you share uh, your good times, your bad times with, someone that you trust completely, when there is an issue between you, you go to them and say, hey, this bothered me. Or they come to you and say, hey, this bothered me. And, and, you know, maybe you'll get a little mad at each other, but eventually you come back and you're like, okay, let's talk about this. That is who God is. When something is bothering you, when something is upsetting you, you go to him and he will listen. He wants you to go to him. He wants you to, to not blindly follow him. He wants you to not hold everything in. He wants you to go to him. And so David is doing that. Even though a lot of people could look at this and be like, man, David's questioning God. Can you believe that? Can you believe that David is questioning him? And, and like we're kind of raised with, with like never question your teacher never question your coach never question mom and dad now b don't take from this I'm gonna go home and question everything mom and dad tell me no and if you do tell them Rob told you to do that but what 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 I'm telling you is with God when you feel like your life is messed up when you feel like nothing matters go to him first talk to your parents talk to your friends talk to Christian people in your life who will help you but go to God first and continually go to him, even if the answer is wait, even if you're holding on. And so that's what we see with David in this case. That's what we see in this psalm. The next part, uh, turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. Basically here he's saying, God, 
I need an answer. Like, I, I don't know what to do without this. I'm going to die if this doesn't go the way I want. I'm going to die if that shirt doesn't go on sale. I'm going to die if I don't get into driver's ed this time. I'm going to die if I can't go to homecoming. I'm going to die if I can't do this, if I can't do that. I'm going to die if the parking space at work isn't open today. Like all of these things, we say it all the time. And so David is basically saying, I'm going to die if this doesn't work out. He's not literally going to die. I mean, he did in life, but he's not literally going to die. He's just, that's how he's doing because David is dramatic too. We all have this at some point, especially at your age. And I'm not saying this as an old man, although I am, especially at your age, everything really does feel like life and death. Everything feels like everything is right now because it's hard because everyone in your life expects either more from you or less from you so by that I mean everybody expects you to be more of an adult and be more responsible and take more responsibility and be uh, just better all around more like an adult more like a man like a woman and other people the other half of people they expect you hey I don't need your opinion right now go be a kid and so you're torn between those two worlds because it's like you're in between that Uh, and so Basically, what, what, what that feels like is, what do I do with this? I, I just don't know how to live my life. And so sometimes you get diminished, and sometimes you get raised up higher than you feel like you should be. But no matter what, be willing to go to God and say, God, this is really hard, and, and I feel like I'm going to die. I feel like this is messed up. I feel like, like everybody just hates me. I feel like everybody wants too much from me. I feel like nobody expects anything from me. Like Whatever it is, you go to God and you talk just like David is doing here, and then he goes into a very human thing. He says, don't let my enemies be able to boast about me. Now, basically, that's like if you uh, mess up in, let's say, ball. Let's say that you're on the blue team or something, and you are a, a, a pitcher with glasses, and, and you're on the mound, and you're, you're pitching, and you're like, I've really got to get them out this inning, or we're going to lose, and this is a big deal because those medals last for life. A- and so there are three things that are permanent, three things that are always there in this life, death, taxes, and ball medals. And so when, you, when you're that kind of pitcher, and you're on the mound, and you're like, oh gosh, I've got to get, I've got to get Luke out because if I don't get Luke out Luke is going to talk trash to me that's what David's saying he's basically like man if my life doesn't get better if I don't succeed in this everybody that hates me is going to make fun of me all of us feel that way at some point we go to school and it's like man if I miss this goal uh, or if I let this goal in man if I mess up this note man if I trip man if I get a bad grade on this test oh most of you probably don't care about that but man if I do this everybody's going to know it. Sometimes it's not even about the act of failing. Sometimes it's more about everybody knowing it. And so David is showing, hey, I'm a person. He's saying, I don't want people to see me fail. I can kind of handle failing. I can kind of handle messing up. I can kind of handle not getting what I want, but I don't want people to know. And so we all feel like that, but David is saying it. It's okay to feel like that, but don't hold it in. That's kind of the point of Psalms. And so David is saying, don't let everybody else make fun of me. Don't let everybody else say that I'm a loser. Don't let everybody else say that I suck. Don't let everybody else say that I go to Purdue or something awful like that. Don't let everybody else do this or do that that will hurt my feelings and make me feel bad. Uh, And and so that's what he's saying because it's legit. Last part of Psalm. Uh, But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. This is the part that makes it all okay. And by that I mean, I don't mean David feels like his life is okay now. He still is worried. In the first two parts, he's still like, man, life sucks. Uh, But he questioned God. 
And he said, God, why are you doing this? How long are you going to mess with my life? How long is it going to be like this? But at the end, he said, you know what? I admit that I don't know as much as you. And I admit that you love me. And so no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter what I go through, even when I'm upset with you, I know that you love me and I love you. And that's how he ends it. Because that is always true. There will absolutely be times in your life where everything is going awesome. Where school is going good and where sports, band, uh, uh, flag core, whatever else it is you're in, uh, uh, it, it's going good. Uh, where, where friendships are going good, where relationships are going good, where grammar is going well, and all of these things are just going perfectly. And you're like, man, life is awesome. I'm so happy to follow God. I'm so happy to go to church. I love being a turtle, whatever it is you're saying. And, and it's like, this is so awesome. And there are going to be times like that. And that's awesome when you have them. But there are also going to be times where you're like, Man, I did bad on this this test, and my mom just called me out for something I didn't even do, or not really do. Uh, or, or man, that, that girl doesn't like me. That boy doesn't like me. I got in a fight with my friend. I, I tore my pants, and everybody saw it, and whatever else it is. I, I fell down in front of everybody at graduation and, and hit my head. Or I burned my arm doing a very simple task like grilling, something very common for everyone. And, and it's like, you're going to have those days. And you're like, man, life always sucks. Because when you're good, when things are going well, you're not like, oh, someday things are going to be bad again. You're like, this is awesome. I'm invincible. Everything's awesome. Everything's going to be perfect. And then when things are bad, you're not thinking, well, just two days ago, things were good. But it's very much like a roller coaster. Like, if you only went up, I mean, for one, you're eventually going to die in the atmosphere and explode, and that's bad. But also, you're not going to appreciate going up because it's the same every single day. And if you only went down probably worse. And so again, you're going to crash into the ground and die and bad, but you're never going to really have the ups. We need both. Now, I'm not saying that when you're sad, when things messed up, that you have to say, oh, I'm so glad God's teaching me a lesson today because nobody does that. What I'm saying is sometimes life is going to suck. Sometimes you're going to have down after down after down after down. And in those times, your choice is to say, life always sucks. I give up or to say, God, life sucks. Help me through this. I love you still, though, and I'm still going to follow you. I'm still going to talk to you. I'm still going to, to go to youth. I'm still going to go to church. I'm still going to live my life as best I can, and I'm going to trust you, even though it's hard right now. Because if we were in that place where somebody had to trust us, we would expect them, like, listen, I know what you're doing. Like, if you were, were babysitting, like, a two-year-old, and that two-year-old is like, man, we haven't had dinner for, like, six hours, and, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm making it right now. Just hold on. And you're like... You're, you've already burned like three pots of macaroni and cheese and, and it's like when are we ever going to eat and this is a very intelligent two-year-old apparently but it's like it's like that two-year-old doesn't understand what's coming they don't understand because all they know is right then but you're going to say listen when you have this you're going to be fine and you're going to have ice cream after and everybody's going to be happy and you're going to go to sleep and I'm going to be happy and all this stuff and so when we're in charge like that we get it and we explain to people but most of our life is spent not in charge and so we're basically the two-year-old most of our life, and we're like, God, man, like five days ago, I, I got my allowance, and I had a good grade, and everything was good, and I was happy, but today everything sucks. Why does my life always suck? Because that's how we feel. And, and don't let adults tell you that they never feel like that, because adults are exactly the same. We just kind of hold it in better or put it on Facebook. And so it's, it's very hard to be a person, to be a human, to be a Christian. And, and so they're point is, no matter what David went through, 
no matter how good or bad his life was, he wrote about it, he prayed about it, he went to God about it. That's why this series, that's why we use Psalms, because David went through awful things that he had done, awful things that had been done to him. He went through happy times. He went through times where he was so happy with how things were, and he still went to God. And so that's what's important to go. Now, now for the proverb, before I get to it, uh, it, because it mentions the writer's father. I don't know. I assume some of you know this, but probably not everybody. Proverbs was written by Solomon. Solomon was thought of as the wisest person ever because when he was a kid, he basically prayed to God and God said, I will give you anything you ask for. Now, most of us would be like, sweet, I will take a spot on the bulls or I will take six million dollars or I'll take a brand new car or, or whatever else. Like, uh, I, I will take all of this, I will take a bunch of candy, I will take a box of cookies, like we'll take stuff in the moment that makes us happy. Solomon is like, I would like to be the wisest person ever because I'm going to be king and I want to know how to help people. And so he did and God made him wise and helped him. Solomon was the son of David. In fact, he was the son of David and Bathsheba. Bathsheba is the woman that David cheated on with and then murdered her husband. So you see, God still made good come out of all of that. And so Solomon and David had this relationship. Solomon learned from his dad's mistakes some, but at the end of Solomon's life, he didn't. And so we'll talk about Solomon in a second, but here's the proverb. This is four, four through eight. My father taught me, take my words to heart. Follow my commands and you will live. Get wisdom, develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. So basically he's saying one of the most important things you can do in life is to get wisdom, to learn from your experiences, to learn from the experiences of others, to, to gather knowledge, not just like book knowledge, but knowledge about how life works, knowledge about how your life works, knowledge about how to help people, knowledge about what's right and wrong, and then use that wisdom to develop good judgment. That means when you're like a five-year-old and somebody's like, hey, let's put a, a cape around our necks and jump off the, sea, the roof because that's going to be amazing and maybe we can fly. Now, if that's fine because you're five and five-year-olds are stupid. But when you are like 17, when you're 17, if you're still like, hey, James, let's put a cape around our neck and go jump off of the roof and see if we can fly, then you haven't developed very much wisdom. And so there's a problem there. There's bad judgment. So you learn from your experiences. You don't do the same things you did when you were five. You don't do the same things you did when you were 10. You don't do the same things you did when you were 11, 12, whatever. If you're an adult, you shouldn't be doing the same things you did when you were a teenager. Now, except for Fortnite, I'm talking about bad things, bad judgment. And, and so... And so the point is, Solomon is saying develop good judgment, and he's right, and he's wise, and he learned from his father, but, and here is where it's important to develop good judgment and hold on to the wisdom no matter what. Solomon, at the end of his life, basically, God said, hey, only marry someone who is a believer in me. Do not marry somebody from another religion. Just don't. And Solomon's like, I know more than you. I'm the wisest person ever, and he did. And then he stopped worshiping God. And so the whole end of, of Solomon's life, he's worshiping other gods. Not just not worshiping God, but worshiping other gods. Now, here is what's important. That doesn't diminish anything he said, because everything he wrote in Proverbs comes from God, and that is wisdom from God. But it shows you that even if you develop wisdom, if you don't have good judgment, that doesn't matter. You can be the smartest person in the entire world and the wisest person in the entire world, but if you don't have judgment from that, then you're not really doing anything. You're just talking a lot. And so what the, how these two tie together is when, as you grow 
and go through life, as you go through bad times and everything sucks and in the end nothing matters, as you go through good times and everything's awesome and everybody's happy, as you go through mediocre times and eh, as you go through life, period, you have a chance to learn from each moment, not just of your life, but from everybody's life. From adults, you can listen to what they talk about in small groups. You can listen to me, like you can listen to, to Pastor Tim, to Julie. You can listen to, to your parents. I know, I'm sorry, but you can. And you can listen about how their life went and what they learned. That doesn't mean that you have to do the exact same thing as everybody. It doesn't mean that you have to, to do what everybody tells you. It doesn't mean you have to take everybody's advice. What it means is you listen and you learn and you gather evidence. You gather research, you gather wisdom, and then you realize and learn how to use it. You pray to God and say, God, everything sucks right now, and I really need help, and I don't know what I'm going to do, but I trust you. Please help me to see an answer. And then you go on. You still go about your day. You still trust that there will be a tomorrow, and you stand up, and you live for it no matter what. Because sometimes when you're going through something so hard, when you're going through something that seems just beyond compare even, it's not necessarily you that will learn a lesson from it. Now you can, but I mean other people who are watching may learn a lesson from how you handle it. And they may be watching and say, that person's a Christian, and they go to youth every Sunday, and they're going through an awful time, but man, they're, they're still being kind to people. And I can tell that they're a little sad, and I can tell that they're hurt, and they kind of complain a little more than usual, but, but, but they're still treating people like they want to be treated. That matters, because that is how you live. If Jesus, who is perfect and holy and, and everything to us, if he had just acted according to how his day was going in his life, we wouldn't be talking about him now. Because most of his days on this earth, they sucked pretty bad because people made fun of him and people hated him. People turned away from him. People killed him. And those, like, people said such awful things to and about him. And yet he didn't say, well, I'm just going to go now. He said, man. I really wish they'd get it, and this hurts. This really hurts, and he even cried at times, and he's like, this hurts, but I'm going to pray for them, and I'm going to go, and hopefully they'll get it tomorrow, and so for us, it's the same thing. If people treat you awful, it sucks, and maybe you don't have to be in their life, but that does not give you a license to treat them awful. Uh, if, if you're going through an awful time in your life, if things are hard, do, even if you feel like nobody likes you, that doesn't give you a license to go around and treat people like you don't like them. It's hard, and I get it. And some days you're going to mess up, and you're going to yell when you don't mean to, and you're going to regret what you said or did. It happens. Everybody goes through that. But no matter what you go through, go to God first and say, God, today is so hard. I need some sign. I need some answer. I need some help. And then look for that help. Look in the Bible. Look to your parents. Look to other Christians that you know. Look for that help because that is the final key to this. You don't just ask for help. You don't just ask for wisdom. You have to ask and then look. You have to ask and then seek. When Jesus said, I will give you anything you need, he said, ask for it. Anything you ask for if you seek me. So you ask and then seek. So this series has been about that. It's been about a time in your life that is good a lot of the times and a time in your life that is bad a lot of the times. Um, one of the things that I say sometimes, one of the hardest thing in middle school and high school, freshman school, whatever you call it, uh, one of the hardest things is the, the popular groups or the groups that you want to impress, the people in your school that kind of are, are all together and you want to fit in or, or they make fun of you and it hurts, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to diminish that at all because it sucks and I've been there, not as long ago as you think, a and it hurts. But those people, the people that so badly you want to impress right now, 
five years from now, you're not even going to remember their names. But your life, who you are in Christ, who you are as a person, your wisdom, your judgment, that will always be you. You will always be you. And I know that sounds stupid, but it's true. So learn from everything you're going through now. Don't let anybody say, oh, you're just a kid. What you're going through, it's just puppy love. Or, oh, you'll have a better day tomorrow. Don't let people tell you that. I mean, don't hit them if they tell you that, but, but don't listen to that. Because what you feel is what you feel. It's what you feel. However real it is to you, it's real to you, and that's what matters. But that is not the end of your life, and that is not the end of everything. So when you feel bad, when you feel hurt, when you feel broken, feel those feelings, but don't just sit there in them. And I'm telling you from experience in my own life, talk to God and say, God, why does my life suck? Why is everything so bad? And then please help me. Please help me to find an answer. Please help me to find someone who can help me. Please help me to know that I'm not alone. And that is what David did. That is what Solomon taught us to do and then failed to do himself. But that is what we can do as Christians and then be there for everyone else. So treat everybody else just as you want to be treated, even when they, their life is going bad too. And so as Christians, as people, all you have to do is do your best. And then when things are the worst, just do your best to follow God even then. And do not give up. Don't ever give up. Because there will always be, as long as there is life, there will always be hope. That's all I got.